Hello and welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is Maureen Spielman and today I'm sitting down with Catherine Rolt. She's joining us from London and this is just a, an amazing conversation. I'm so grateful that she's joined us to talk about her work today. Catherine is an integrative Chinese medical consultant and grief recovery specialist who offers compassion and help with all forms of physical and or emotional pain. She understands chronic ailments, not just on the professional level, but because of her lived experience as well. Born with rare diseases, she's a thriving example of resilience, surrender, and self-empowerment. Her mission is to help those living with chronic conditions experience far more hope and joy. She's also written two books, The Pain Paradox and Unravel Dis-Ease Naturally, Season by Season. And we talk a bit about what this season of autumn means um, and what it means about letting go. So please join us in the episode. Stay till the end. It's a riveting conversation, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Hello and welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. Very excited today to be sitting down with Catherine Rolt. And um, Catherine came to me from... Uh, a dear friend, Joseph Argazi, who was just with me on episode 35, and Catherine are jo- and Joe are dear, dear friends. Catherine is an integrative Chinese medicine practitioner living in England, and um, she's written two books. Uh, you know, I always remind people that the videos are um, available on YouTube, but I'll hold up the two books. We've got The Pain Paradox and this beautiful Unravel Dizzy Dis-Ease naturally season by season. So we're going to talk about these books and Catherine's life and work today. Um, I'm really thrilled to have you here, Catherine, as you know, as we were setting our intentions and you um, shared intentions with me as I did with you. But um, I just say welcome first and foremost. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Well, as you can tell by my smile, it's like a (laughs) cat. I'm I'm just... um, I'm really humbled and uh, grateful. It's lovely to meet you. And whenever Joe introduces me to anybody, it's like, I don't know whether you have in uh, America, but it's like winning the lottery. You kind of go, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, um, I know. It's such a treasure. I um, wanted to, you know, have you on today, you know, thinking about you showing or sharing your spirit and your work in the world. Um, but I had a couple quotes to start with from the pain paradox and, and it's really, you know, one of my big guiding lights that I am willing to be open to and learn about more and more 
And that is that mental, physical, and emotional health are intrinsically linked. And then a quote that you have is dis-ease, as I call it. And you say, after all, what is an illness but a lack of ease is a combination of physical, emotional, emotional, and spiritual elements and should not be considered as being caused by one element in isolation. And there's a lot just right there in those seemingly straightforward statements. But to me, it also says it all as our experience as humans walking this earth and these physical bodies. So I don't know, like just in me introducing those ideas, if it gives you a place you'd like to start or um, anything that comes to mind. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful way to start. I um, It's one of the subjects I feel really passionate about because I think that, so one of the next books that will come out, I hope next year is going to be sort of in a way the causes of dis- disease. But the thing that I constantly want to share if I'm given half a chance is that I think that the West has got into the illusions, which I think are very dangerous, that we can control life. And what we don't seem to understand generally is that we're sort of trying to control the human's need for experiences. Mm. If you think, and this is not my expression, it's the most wonderful expression, if you think that all experiences not positive, not negative. All experiences for many, many, many people are believed to be the commodity of eternity. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one beautiful way of thinking about it. But my understanding is that if you believe that this is your only life, okay, and that it isn't a dress rehearsal, And if you begin to understand that each experience actually almost pops another layer of your potential. Mm. So the idea that we must get rid of problems and the idea that Western medicine, which I have a lot of respect for, and I need to underline that, I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for the brilliance of Western medicine. However, in a sense, Western medicine has now become only symptom orientated rather than actually trying to find out what what is the body saying. So I'm one person out of many out in the world who translates what's going on. So whether it's a tumor, a sign, a symptom, a uh, um, spider bite. I, I was bitten by spiders a couple of weeks ago. Caused absolutely the most extraordinary reaction um, because of my underlying things that I was born with. So something is always going on in our lives, constantly, constantly, and we're always needing to find the balance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to find balance in chaos. And sometimes we need to find balance in everything is going so well that we're bored out of our minds. Mm -hmm. We don't want to admit it because on the one hand, we feel really grateful, but we're no longer being stretched. You know, Mm -hmm. the amount of people that come to me and go, please help me negotiate my retirement. I know I'm going to be bored. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude to my wife, but I don't want to go home to her every day. Yeah. Or equally, the wife goes, I absolutely adore my grandchildren, my children, my husband, but I don't want to retire. Mm-hmm. You know, so dis-ease, what I love about breaking that up is all of us have spinning plates all the time. Relationships, finances, our jobs, our relationship, whatever it is. And we just get one spinning plate sorted yeah. and then another. Mm-hmm. Kind of, then we get these two sorted and then suddenly, I don't know, tax bill comes that we weren't expecting. Or So the real art of health, real health, as far as I'm concerned, is not the absence of symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's actually finding the balance within the realities of your life. And most of us have junk from previous generations. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying junk. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, we, we have old habitual habits. We've been told that something is bad, something is good. And maybe in our generation, that's no longer so. Mm-hmm. So mm. what I love is the idea that every single sense of dis-ease is just waiting to pop more potential. Yeah, it's such a beautiful way to look at it. I love that. And and the because um, I think when I first was reading your books and everything, I was erroneously saying traditional Chinese medicine, but it's the integrative, correct? Chinese medicine. And so that reminds when you're talking about, and this is one thing that I shared with you that I love about your books is you will go into the teaching and we can talk about those two in a bit, but you'll have just a story of someone who came to you. And um, you're making me think about in the United States, um, I was I always went to a Western doctor for my whole life. And then I started looking into um, I think integrative or uh, functional medicine doctors and functional medicine. I'm thinking of it for the first time as I sit with you, it's a beautiful thing because in my experience, the functional medicine I went to, it was the un- underlying physical, you know, it was like, okay, Maureen, yes, these were your symptoms and what you had. Let's go underneath for what's kind of out of whack physically. But this whole integrative approach is I really you came across to me in your book that when this man comes to you and he's describing his depletion or, and you're reading uh, you, I can tell from the descriptions you've become so astute at, I don't know if it's reading energy or looking at the physical, the physical and seeing, you know, maybe the color, the, you know, how clear the eyes are or skin tone or sweatiness or whatever it is in the individual seeking your help. But that this, is the truly integrated approach. Integrated really is when we're considering all the facets, even including, like you're saying, what came before the generations that came down in our family lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there was um, the most beautiful, uh, I mean, she was physically and emotionally and spiritually beautiful woman. 40 years came to me. 40 years ago, she came to me, and her entire life just happened to be, and this is a word that I don't like and I don't really use, but it was sort of perfect. Mm -hmm. 
you know, except for one thing, she was beginning to identify that her younger daughter wasn't flourishing. Mm -hmm. And she asked me to, I happened to be flying very close to, you know, the local city. And she said, have you got a spare half day? And I said, yes. And I, I used to see a lot of people all over the world. So I went and visited her and her, I sort of scanned the, the whole situation and there was absolutely potentially nothing wrong on any level Mm -hmm. except there was an enormous pylon close. And the frequency with which this little tiny person, the frequency with which she operated in the world Mm -hmm. was such a mismatch. She did not have the capacity to cope. Mm-hmm. And it was that simple. Yeah. But what my belief system is, which is sometimes very, I'm aware that it's very, uh, I'm, I don't deliberately, I'm not controversial, but it's quite shaky making when people are used to signs and symptoms only being from a physical perspective and they want to fix it and change it. And they don't, they, they, they don't want the big shifts mm-hmm. that are integratedly being asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And inevitably the recommendation had to be you all have to move. Mm-hmm. Or you take this pylon down, which is not what's going to happen. Yeah. But well. what that meant was coming to terms with what on earth was this practitioner actually talking about? She was talking about frequencies. She was talking about a mismatch. She was talking about a pylon. All the other neighbors had pylon, you know, the same pylon. Why only that? Or, you know, it was, it was like dropping a a sort of bomb in the, in the middle of their consciousness. But they'd asked my advice and I was integrally on a bound to give it to them. Yeah. And there can be so many causes and you can have, you literally can have six people drinking the same tap water mm-hmm. and five are okay, but one isn't. Right. And it yeah. still will be that tap water. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I believe I love about this podcast is just bringing these ideas to the forefront and um, waking people up to just this emotional and the multidimensional person, however you call it, as the one we are here to be with and to learn more about and to get really comfortable having the conversations too. Yeah. 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 And I think also what I love about how I've been trained is there's so much more hope. Mm, so much more. Um, yeah. I mean, I was involved in something that you kind of know about, and my, I had no idea what people's belief systems were when I was kind of on a Zoom and from a different country, and I was told the prognosis and the diagnosis, and 
I asked what it was and I and I was told that it was fairly grim, really. And um, I, I couldn't help myself. My immediate response in a very relaxed way was, oh, so they've been talking to all your clinicians have been talking to God, have they? Yeah. And they all, everyone in the room laughed. And they went, no, no, they haven't actually. And I went, <laughs> well, then there's room for negotiation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, when, when your time is up, your time is up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm actually trained to take pulses and I can feel when death is actually coming. Yeah. I know when we can outwit it and I can. So, and yeah. Western medicine often doesn't have that capacity to right. know whether death is coming or not. Yeah. And uh... it doesn't even know why it's coming. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying that the medicine I was trained in is better. Mm-hmm. What is so extraordinary, there are millions of people out there who are so highly trained and sophisticated yeah. without the use of machines mm-hmm. that they literally can go, hold on a minute. doesn't matter what medicine you take. If you've got this block, it ain't going to work. It's It's utterly amazing. I think that um, when I think about you too, and, you know, we got to talk for a while, a few weeks back, but, you know, even your, I think that you say in the books and shared that part of the reason your your own experience of pain being born into the world um, in need of surgeries and the Western, um, you know, way, it, it informed how you dealt with your pain, how people responded to it. And can you talk a little bit about that? And how did that lead you to even studying what you have become an expert around? Um, I think till the day I die, I, I don't think I'll ever be an expert on it, but I thank you. I mean, I, <laughs> I thought I, you might say that. <laughs> no, I just... Um, <laughs> When my when my mother was dying, we did this awful because she had she had wonderful wonderful humor and very black humor. And having been around so many surgical teams, I've learned this really dreadful black humor. And um, we she had um, uh, executors and um, apparently expert executors. And um, after she died, I knew she'd be laughing because I kept going. Oh, so we've got her expert executor. <laughs> just, um, just that word always brings it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Tickle. Um, so, what was your question? It was back. It was back to your road. Oh, yes, and understanding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I had an I had a fascinating time in some respects because the the physical pain and complete dysfunction of almost every single area of my body, including hearing, um, every single time I, which you would, you would complain or you'd say, I'm in pain, mommy or daddy, or or I, I to this day I've got little photographs of me as a child and I clearly can't hear. Mm-hmm. But I was brought up by, you know, generation where you didn't complain and you, you didn't have children. I mean, children were, were seen and not heard. Yeah. So... You know, what I'm about to tell is not a story of dreadful parenting. It's a generational thing. Um, 
there was some fairly dreadful parenting as well, but um, <laughs> I, I have learned not to judge at all. And so every single time I sort of asked for attention, I was told categorically that what I was experiencing wasn't so. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, nowadays they call it gaslighting. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So I... I became convinced growing up that I was psychologically damaged. I should be put in an institution. My sense of what I thought was going on was clearly wrong. Uh, My instinct was wrong, my intuition, everything. So it was a little bit of a surprise when I was rushed into hospital at about seven, not really hearing properly. Mm -hmm. And I, came through that surgery and I heard, loud, to me, loud wow. noises. Yeah. So that was my first first sort of realisation that perhaps something wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And then I had all sorts of experiences that were extremely painful, physically painful, but mm-hmm. everything was still being hooked under it's psychological it's emotional it's you know my parents started going through a nasty divorce and it was that it was that it was that and I I went along with it thinking crikey I really must be a very mixed up kid Mm -hmm. and then at about 12 or 13 I was actually taken out of school because I suddenly collapsed and couldn't walk and I never went back to school Yeah. yeah So, and then the physicality of what was really happening became really clear. And and it needed so far a lot of surgery yeah. because I, d- I don't have, my, my physical matrix is not like other people's. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got, I've got fairly rare disease, but typical of me, I have to have a fairly rarer one than the normal rarer one. Um, um, Humour is definitely my superpower. Um, So I think I, I think my life became so different at Mm. such an early age Mm -hmm. that I, I kept being thrown in what I call the deep end. Yeah. And you either drown mm-hmm. or you 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 become extraordinarily privileged yeah. because I mean uh, I'll just end with this because I, I still to this day find it funny. You'll I don't know whether anyone listening to this and but you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, you might go to a self-help weekend or a Mm-hmm. Um, express yourself or do you anyway very often wonderful wonderful people taking them will talk about kind of and now we're going to get out of your comfort zone we're going to do something it's going to stretch you make you feel slightly uncomfortable yeah. and I, I always the first few times it happened yeah. this was 30 years ago I used to think what do you mean I don't right. even know the guys. <laughs> can you please stretch me by giving yeah. one so um but the truth is, if if every single hour of every single day and often nights is challenging, 
yeah you know on multiple levels mm-hmm. medically and then emotionally and then definitely psychologically and then of course spiritually you do end up being a lottery winner because my mm. goodness you find peace wow yeah and in your journey of kind of taking a like being with yourself knowing what was coming up for you for kind of being your thoughts and feelings in the as a younger woman child younger teen woman um coming to that healing on your own and you know did you begin to get into integrative chinese medicine and at the same time we're we're doing your own healing as you went along um because i see you too like in the vignettes and the stories and the just so highly perceptive and i have so many questions because also so like early childhood not hearing and then having you said superpower of humor but superpower of perception as well uh very striking to me we won't call you an expert there <laughs> so Maureen I had a very unusual father mm-hmm. I mean really even I mean probably now more than at any single point I am I'm staggered every single day at how exceptional he was so he um some of the uh, experts um think that maybe he was also born that that I might have had both parents with this particular genetic um disorder um and um very often the reason why I don't name it is because in some ways I think that it's not what's really important Mm -hmm. I think what's really important is I mean, so my father was born sort of perfect little child. And then the midwife at the last moment sadly made a mistake. And he, as a result, he ended up being sort of paralyzed and and starved of oxygen in one side of his brain. And so he, his mother was told that he would never, ever walk. And my darling grandmother um, my my grandfather was dean of South Africa and, and Cape Town, mm-hmm. and they both were very. They lived their faith. They weren't hypocritical at all. They every single day they lived extraordinarily. And my grandmother, for the first time in her entire faith, her life of faith was absolutely furious with God. Mm-hmm. And as far as she was concerned, God, it was unforgivable. Yeah. And um, so when she was told that her child would never walk, she had three sons, um, she wouldn't take any notice and said, no, this child of mine is going to walk. And she went, mm-hmm. and if you think about how difficult it must have been in those days, she went to 21 consultants. Every single one of them said this child will never walk. And she said, what rubbish. And the 22nd one said, if you are willing to impose on your son painful exercises every single day until he's in his early teens, he will walk. And she did. Mm-hmm. And he did mm-hmm. learn to walk. And he had a, a withered hand and um, he had to have his cars and his shoes adapted but he was—he ended up being the most extraordinary philosopher. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things he used to do to me as a child was he—he he used to 
kind of let me be around grown-ups. And then he would sort of treat me like a mini grown-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would say, so, darling, what do you think of Maureen? I don't, I don't want you to be nasty. I don't want you to judge her. I want you to use your senses, your God-given senses. What did you think? I mean, is she trustworthy? Does she trust herself? Oh, wow. Because if she doesn't trust herself, then you can't trust her, can you? I mean, darling, what do you think? Yeah. So at every single point, and then he, he became an artist, oh. at every single point he was downloading that the world is full of colour, yeah. senses, mm-hmm. and you have to use your senses. It's, yeah, it's mind blowing. It's that's it. It really was yeah. mind blowing, and, and I'm yeah. I'm in a job at the moment, Maureen, where Daddy's paintings that are huge, the ones that I own, yeah. are kind of they're suddenly out of storage because I'm I'm sort of I'm doing a sort of weird sort of um, house whispering because I was trained to kind of diagnose countries and houses before people, and I'm sort of doing a. a, a a kind of medical whisperer in a house. <laughs> and we've we've taken the the paintings out of storage. And mm. people are arriving and they're going, wait a minute, was was the house built around the paintings? Yeah. Where where does anybody ever say that? That's how extraordinary his eye was and yes. his vision for people. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. was always making me use what he called our God-given capacities. Yeah, it's um, it correlates so much, I believe, and sometimes I just get a little choked up. But um, in your book, the unravel disease, first of all, kind of talking about. I mean, I I can't sum it up that well, but like, just the way that you organize the books, and um, it's about people's lives. It's about. Um, how they come to you, but it's also about the seasons and it's about it's, it is the integrative Chinese medicine and it's about our organs and um, the themes that go along with the seasons. And, and I want to talk about that definitely today. Um, But what it's reminding me of your father and how pristine he was in the questions that he asked you, I believe then by having that modeled that I can see um I loved it in unravel disease naturally how you call it at the end of each chapter unglamorous tips for glamorous living it's so funny I it's so it's so perfect and then you'll say whatever the body part is but I love it that you get it yeah and it's so good and (laughs) and I feel but I feel um I, I really do believe for the listener here, this this book, both of them, The Pain Paradox and Unraveled Disease Naturally, are beautiful. I like Unraveled Disease. It's a, it feels more expanded, and then you have those tips. But the way that you deliver the unglamorous tips for glamorous living, they're very um like astute. Like the questions are, they bring you down into the experience. For instance, um, just talking about um guiding someone how to really create a mealtime that's intentional and it's slowed down and it's set up and, and, and even um, like the way you ask the questions around 
setting up our sleep environment or whatever it is that it has like a really luscious quality to it that invites the reader in. And that's why I love in that, in this book in particular, how this book is a lot of things in, in, in that I see it's like your specialties and wisdom coming through the, your work, but also just the questions. It's like these, I feel like the coaching or almost like therapeutic questions that a, a reader can take and really consider in their lives. So yeah, I love the unglamorous tips. I think uh, Maureen, I, so I, what I loved when I was kind of finding out more about you, I, I love, you know, you say a life of clarity and connection mm. and I'll tie this up with what you've just said. And, you know, you, you can go from, feeling frustrated, stuck and depleted into instead fulfilled, grounded and in ease with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I think what I, I mean, I, I love that because in the extraordinary life that I've had, so many people and, and sadly the numbers are going up of chronic illness and inflammatory disorders and autoimmune situations and when I first qualified, it was one in nine mm -hmm. or kind of one in 12 would get cancer. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much the adverts ask us to put more money into the children's cancer hospital in England mm -hmm. or all over the world. It doesn't matter how much money we're being asked for. When we're just trying to deal with the symptoms, inevitably – the numbers are going to be one in two now. Yeah. So because we're trying to look ahead, mm -hmm. I wanted to produce a book mm. that you could end up getting in the library if necessary because people's there are very few people who are going to be hit by cancer or whatever it is that are going to be able to financially sustain yeah. the the acute, let alone chronic situation. So I wanted a book yeah. that every season you could go, how can I get a little bit more quality out of my life? Mm. How yeah. could I, I mean, you put it beautifully, how could I feel a little bit more fulfilled, a little bit more grounded and get into the flow? Now, if your life has been hammered so hard, the interesting thing is that you become willing to go to any lengths to get a little bit better or to give love or care to someone you love. Just you will do anything. Mm -hmm. So I made a joke to myself because clients that come to me who are in massive trouble, they will do whatever you ask as long as it's respectful. Mm -hmm. Whereas people who are still, which by the way, I've had layers of that also, so I'm not being superior about this. We all go through layers where we take areas of our lives for granted. Right. But when people are still sitting in, I can negotiate, I can control, mm -hmm. and I'm really ego-based. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. ask me to fix something. Most of the time I'll go, no, please go and find someone else. No, I won't stop you from smoking. No, I won't. No, no, no. Because mm -hmm. I know immediately. Because that whole thing about most of the things that we can do for ourselves are not glamorous. 
but they yeah. will make us feel more glamorous. Absolutely. Actually. And a man, whatever the equivalent right. is, glamorous. It's you know, it's 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 the tedious, Ooh, boring, yeah. mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've still got great teeth because I've cleaned my teeth <laughs> twice a day. Yes. Day in, day out. Yeah. Well, and I remember when I was reading the first chapter and I want to talk about, so to give the audience a taste of um, autumn, but um, the book brings you into the experience and uh, a grounding quality. Well, it did for me. And I remember after I was reading the first chapter on autumn, I went up that evening. This was when a few weeks ago, a month ago, when I first got the books, um, the way this is going to sound funny, maybe to the listener, but the way that I washed my face that night was different. It was with more love, with more um, intention, and it felt so good. And that's exactly that's just in a just a tiny example. And the thing about a lot of it, too, because when we even when we talk about uh, the roads some people travel with these diagnoses, they're very expensive um, roads and not everybody can access. But what you talk about in this book is really quite simple and there for us. It doesn't require a lot of purchasing or buying from the outside. It's it's whiz- it's the wisdom rituals, how we can treat our lives with uh, like a real sacred, sacred quality. Maureen, I mean, this is this is this is not a world that you and I live in, but I'm always fascinated that my life takes me into all these different areas, and the marketing world literally wanted me to just give a tiny bit so that I could make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either you live a life of abundance from deep within yourself, or you don't. Mm-hmm. And real abundance has integrity. Mm-hmm. And if I'm privileged enough to have these skills and to somehow, by the grace of God, manage to qualify against all odds, then I will go to any lengths to get information out there that will help somebody who I can guarantee mm-hmm. often will not have the money to actually have a session with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I used to have refugees, and I'm really serious about this. I can charge a lot of money, but I deliberately organize my clinics so that when the first, I didn't know it was going to be a refugee, literally a refugee who had managed to get 50 children out of a war zone uh, place in the world, doesn't matter about the details, they've gone over the snow covered, whatever, so their feet were all badly damaged, but she saved 50 children. And she somehow heard about my clinic and she said, I want you to treat me. I have absolutely no money. What can I do in exchange? Now, in saying that, she was absolutely holding her dignity and I couldn't possibly insult her by saying that, no, 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 no. I said, can you bake cakes? I love baking cakes. I said, great. And would you be insulted? if I asked you to help me at the end of my clinics twice a day, mm. would that be all right? Yeah. And she said, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. I just want to be around. I would just, you know, 
And yes. this woman was so high powered mm-hmm. in, her, mm-hmm. in her world. Yeah. She went from being high powered, highly respected, to suddenly a refugee with nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. And she came to me years later and she said, Catherine, the way that you held me, mm. treated me with dignity, absolutely restored me totally, mm. absolutely. Mm. Now, that that's what we have the means. I, yes. you know, and I don't mean to get religious, but we're all the hands and feet of something so glorious. Yeah, and opportunities yeah. come if we allow them to, and it's not about money. Mm. If it's about money, then you then. Ugh. I I so appreciate the conversation and it and that too. In that exchange, how beautiful she wanted to exchange with you. And and I love in the books how you talk about, Catherine, um, the, like our internal bank accounts. Yeah. And that and that reminds me of like the, an energetic exchange between two people. We're having one today. And we I know my bank account is full and that's not measurable by money. No, it isn't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, we we've. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you break up disease, there are so many things out in the world at the moment. Forget human beings at disease. Mm-hmm. There are functions out there. There are systems out there yeah. that are sick. They're sick. Yeah. I mean, I have so many people coming to me almost every single mm-hmm. day going, mm-hmm. I, why can't I talk to a human being? I don't want to talk to a machine. Absolutely. I need yeah. I need a human yeah. being. Yeah. My yeah. life doesn't fit into the form. My yeah. life doesn't fit into the whatever. We we for as right as we are getting some things. Yeah. There's a lot that is contributing to mm. what human beings absolutely don't need. Yeah. Yeah. And what they need. I hear you. I think that I've heard so many people say Maureen when are you going to do something in person, Maureen? And I, um, yeah. And, and I'm listening like, Oh, okay. That's the connection that we're all craving. Um, can you, we better do one. We'll do one in the States. I'll come over. I'll come back to a live event (laughs) and let people, you know, feel each other. I know. I'm like, when you were talking about your father's art, I'm like, Oh, I can fly to London. Um, so yeah, um, because the fall equinox was just this past Saturday, so this will air in probably a few weeks from now, two or three weeks. But can we talk about fall and just like I was saying for the listeners to know what? How do you view fall? What's the bigger meaning? Is it? It's it's not just the passing of a season of three months. Okay, so um, I do this every season. By the way, I'm sorry. I I just every season I'm in love with it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the autumn is all about really letting go. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, it's it's about letting go of what no longer works for us. Wow. So I'm going to tell you a really quick, brief story. I was working with someone who was grief struck, and we happened to be going for a walk. Um, I will go to any lengths to work with people, you know, 
Yeah. And uh, so we were going for a walk and this darling woman turned around to me and she said, what is wrong with me? Why can't I stop this grieving? I mean, surely, surely, surely it must be over. She was literally me like this. She was furious with herself. I waited. <laughs> and I said, I said, um, and we happened to be, we happened to be in the autumn. And um, I said, um, I said, could you, no, I'm too, sorry, we were in the summer. And mm. I said, could you please go over to that tree and could you shout at it? Shouted it and tell it how ludicrous it is. It's completely stupid. It's absolutely hopeless. It's spiritually inept. It's mentally, psychologically blocked. It clearly needs a clearing from a shaman. It probably needs to have a spliff. Goodness knows, but it's absolutely off track. Can you tell it? And mm. and please do it at the top of your voice. She said, <laughs> what? No, start screaming in that tree because the tree, the leaves are not falling off. She looked at me for a split second and she started roaring laugh. She said, oh, wow. oh, <laughs> I get it. I have to go through the seasons. Wow. And right now I am grieving the biggest love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. How? How can I let go of control? So the autumn season, mm -hmm. so the, the body, just really briefly, the, the, we, we, the, the body cleverly has all the seasons going on all the time within us, but our body is responding all the time according to where we live. It's constantly actually interacting with the seasons outside of us. And so the mm -hmm. autumn time is about your large intestine, predominantly, and your lungs. So it's like a kind of sister act. Whoopi Goldberg would be thrilled about this. It's <laughs> kind of, you know, you you bring in quality of life, life, not just oxygen, and then you let go. And huge amounts mm -hmm. of people in our Western Hemisphere have issues around their bowels. Bowel mm -hmm, movements. Mm -hmm. And when we go right across America, as I do some of the time, and here, what's interesting about our pharmacists and our chemists is there's more and more and more floor space being taken up by remedies for our digestion, our gas reflux, our um, but our essentially our bowel movements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, hold on a second, I need to get back to nature and I need to be able to bring in mm -hmm. and let go, bring yeah. in, let go. Uh -huh. And if I'm not having regular bowel movements, I don't, so please, guys and, and women, if you don't, I don't want you to panic, but I do want you to begin to make it a priority. Yeah. Because if you're not having regular bowel movements, then you probably are on the wrong diet mm -hmm. or you're not giving your body time to digest. There's many, many tips, but yeah. not just from me, but autumn time is about letting go. And it's okay that a lot of people start feeling a little bit melancholic, yeah, mm -hmm. a little bit sad, mm -hmm. kind of remembering sort of things that hadn't quite gone well absolutely yeah it's a, 
it's a beautiful time when you begin to handle the mm. process of grieving continually. Yes, yes. All yes. of life mm. actually is about grieving. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's a. It's the little taste of the, of the letting go of autumn. And I've been, and I love the name autumn too. It's just so pretty. And um, I can't thank you enough, Catherine. I know we're nearing our the end of our time here. There's so much to say. I um, you know, I think you told me when we did the pre-interview that it's it's a journey of love for you in this lifetime. And and I think that um, I think I read a quote around um intimacy and what the meaning of it is. And it's really the journey of getting to know ourselves. And then into me, me, I see so beautiful. Yeah. And then when we can do, and I see that as your work too, when it allows people to look inside themselves, deeply honoring their own Mm -hmm. journeys, everything that's come as part of their experience, then they can allow themselves to really share of themselves too. And I, this is an introduction for me and I hope many of the listeners too, I have a feeling it is of our mirroring and our, and our, um, how we move with the seasons. We are the seasons. I mean, I, oh, it, there's just so much to be said about how the universe holds us and the nature and the seasons and us as human beings. So I don't know. Nature but, is always inviting us to come home. Mm-hmm. To an incredible place. And and we are being invited there now um, with the systems that are showing themselves not to be working for people and a call, a call to that home, to our home. So I just so much gratitude for you being here today. I'll include um, your website, the links to the books and the show notes and where people can find you. And to anyone who's listening to this, Maureen doesn't know this, but I hope she's going to come and be on my podcast so this conversation can continue. <laughs> oh, I so would love you. that. Yes. yes. So um, there we are. And thank you. Honestly, uh, thank you, know, you so much. I, and I've got one in my mind for you and Joe together. So just. <laughs> um, this, this, the, the best conversations just continue. So. I know, I know. And I really think that I haven't had an episode around grief just solely. And I think it could be just a really good one too for everyone. Like you're like you're really saying. badly needed. Yeah, really. So many thanks. I will be talking to you soon. And thank you to the listeners as always. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank Catherine. you, Maureen. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.